Hello and welcome to that film studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Directed by Sam Raimi, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is the superhero film based on the Marvel Comics character Doctor Strange. The film is in cinemas now, but if you haven't watched Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Produced by Marvel Studios and distributed by Disney, this is the sequel to Doctor Strange from 2016 and the 28th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Luke, you have the plot. Journey into the unknown with Doctor Strange as he transverses the mind-bending and dangerous alternate realities of the multiverse. Strange protects America Chavez, a teenager capable of traveling the multiverse from Wanda Maximoff, who wants to use America's powers to find a universe where she can reunite with her children. Let's just start with Sam Raimi. I mean, uh, what better place than to to give a shout out to the director of this (laughs) film and all the stuff that he brings with this? Because not only, I mean, we've had MCU movies and we've had MCU films that, you know, there, there is a unique flavour to some of them or they do kind of feel of a set, you know, like a lot of them do blend in with the rest of them. We've had a, we've had superhero films directed by Sam Raimi before. And no, I'm not talking about Darkman. I'm talking about, obviously, the original Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire trilogy. It's, I mean, debatable, some of the best Spider-Man films in live action that we've gotten from Sam Raimi. He's back with this one and he's bringing uh, he's not disappointing if you like sam raimi and here's what i call the sam raimiisms this movie has it and i'm very pleased that we did get that and he didn't or at least the studio didn't shy away from allowing him to bring all that stuff into it yeah well that's a lot um yes (laughs) i I'm a big fan of Sam Raimi, mentioned the Spider-Man films, and he's a, he's, a, he's a filmmaker. I mean, we review movies all the time, but there's certain directors, and Sam Raimi's one of them, where if you're watching one of his films, you know you're in for a treat. You're going to get something special. He's not just pointing the camera and hoping for the best. He's moving the camera. It gets so creative <laughs> with it. And yeah, I I was hoping that's what it was going to bring to Doctor Strange. And he absolutely did. You know, I wouldn't normally do this, right? I want to quickly, and then we can go all the way back again, but just jump to the very last credit scene. Wouldn't normally do this, right? We get the mid-credit scene, which I'll save until later. But the very last thing you see is Bruce Campbell directly looking at the audience, and he says, it's over. And I just feel as though if you liked that, you're going to love this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Because tonally, that's what you get from Sam Raimi. You get the horror that we got with Evil Dead. But then you get all the humour. And that last moment, normally, I'm waiting for the credits to end and you're like, oh, what else are they going to give us? And you want to tease about what's coming next. And sometimes we get a gag. 
James Gunn goes for them a lot. But this is the first joke at the end of an MCU film, and I've absolutely loved it. And I walked out of that screening with the biggest smile on my face. But I just feel him saying, it's over. It's like, because this movie, and no we'll get to it, it takes you on a ride. Like, it does have those humorous moments, but there is so much horror and darkness. Like, there's so much going on. <laughs> this was the first true MCU horror film, and it delivers on that. But then just for the final button, to be Bruce Campbell saying that, I loved it. It was... Yeah, that was a perfect note to sort of go out on. Uh, exactly for those reasons that you that you just stated there, like like this movie. There's so many bits in this that just feel so, you know, like all the magic that Sam Raimi brought to the Evil Dead is in this film. Like especially when we are getting into the horror things, like way the way certain scenes are filmed and and brought to life it's like yeah like it felt like this was a scene from the evil dead or army of darkness or, or something like that at the end of this film it's like it might as well have been bruce gamble looking at the screen and saying groovy just like he does yeah. in whichever <laughs> I mean, it must have maybe the first second i don't know one of them he does it in one of them it might as well have been that because i was just like yes it this has his signature all over it, which is which is glorious. And I'm again, I'm just so glad they allowed him to have that sort of freedom to express himself as a as a film director and, and put his mark. Oh, definitely. On but at the end of it, it's not like okay, this is so bizarrely not within the realms of the MCU. Like it still feels very much a part of it. It just has a unique bit of flavor here and there which is which is glorious but you mentioned all that horror like this this movie there were genuine bits in this where i'm like it's kind of freaky like i'm i'm getting the oh, mate, I'm getting there's, the, I mean, there's yeah there's, there's genuine yeah there's, there's genuine moments body horror like well, what about the bit with wanda or i guess at this point she's scarlet witch and she's trapped in all that glass and she forces her way out, and she's all cut up. Oh, and yeah, the way she like, crawls out, and it's like something out of the Grudge. The we grudge, should say, like the Ring, uh, some sort of Japanese all, horror. <laughs> well, that's it. I was going to say all the things you're going to reference there are genuine horror. They mm. are not films intended for a PG thirteen audience, like this film is. I mean, I'm not saying I was scared, but this is not a Marvel film that you would say to someone who's got kids who went and enjoyed Spider-Man, went and enjoyed, I don't know, Iron Man. This is different. This is so different. And for me, I love the tone. I like how, how dark it is. The horror elements worked for me so much. Really enjoyed them. But I just feel like, you know, going back to Danny Jr. and Iron Man, all the films that we've had as part of the MCU, I think this would be the first one when you'd say, maybe don't take your kids. It's a that's a fair that's uh, a fair stand to, to take. Um, and I guess there might be. It's always been that concern, you know. Like these movies are of a certain brand, and we can't deny it. You know, since uh, I think it was maybe. Was it the Avengers? I think that was the first Avengers film where it was truly under the Disney umbrella. Like there is a certain brand that comes with these films and it is family friendly and safe. We're pushing the boundaries now. 
I mean, I'm applauding them for it because I'm like, yes, bring it on. Push that envelope. Give me some horror. Give me some gore. It is dangerous territory, though. Again, I'm commending them, but they've got to they've got to be careful because, like you said, maybe do not bring your kids to this one. Um, but look, we're grown ass adults. Uh, we can handle our horror, and of course, it, it's not it's not on a certain level where it's like, oh my god, this is like actually really freaky. It's still, you know, there's, there's a stylized thing to it. There's, you know, like you said, like that that moment with Wanda, like sort of getting all mangled probably the freakiest bit in this film you know the shots of her like sort of showing up and it, it looks like a scene out of you know the end of carrie you know like she's covered in blood and it's like oh what's going on uh, there's there's a zombie like there's things in this film it's fun it, yeah there it's is still fun it's, horror, it's fun but it, again, it is it is fun horror. Not for, maybe but, not for the six, seven, eight-year-olds. <laughs> no, not, not for kids. But Scarlet Witch, she's just out there killing people. I mean, at the beginning of the movie, Doctor Strange makes reference to Wanda. This could be your opportunity to get back on that lunchbox. To be seen as a hero again. No, no. <laughs> not, not, too after, not after this film. But I just wanted to say, so speaking about Wanda, I mean, the first Doctor Strange film came out in 2016. And we've given the full title of this movie a few times already. Well, it is Doctor Strange 2. But this film isn't a sequel to that first Doctor Strange film. It's a sequel to WandaVision, the first Disney Plus Marvel show. And honestly, I was surprised to find, and you know, including a friend of mine, went to watch this new movie, thoroughly enjoyed it, has never seen WandaVision. I'm like, that just really caught me by surprise because it does get talked about. Like, if you haven't seen WandaVision, you get told this is the loss that she went through. And they do a couple of recaps and they show her with her kids and it's her motivation in the movie. But you're told for the most part, you're missing out on a lot because yeah. you experience everything that she had, everything that she has lost leading up until leading up to this movie. There's no vision in this movie. That all happened in WandaVision. I love the fact that they brought the same actors back who played her kids in the show. And I just love how connected it all is. But yeah, it just surprised me. And there is going to be a lot more people out there like him that haven't seen WandaVision and are just going to watch this as the next Marvel show. But I just found it interesting going into this film. It's the first time we've got an MCU film where you don't have to just watch the previous films, TV shows as well. They did say, what if, kind of. There's a character that we'll talk about later on. She first appeared in animation. But you could kind of leave what if. But WandaVision, I think, is so crucial to this film. But I thought it was interesting, though, that Sam Raimi, when asked about WandaVision, he said he's seen most of it. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Not all of it, but anyway... (laughs) I kind of thought he'd watch it all, but I guess he, he watched. He watched the last watched episode. It. He was like, "Ah, I'm good." <laughs> it brought him brought that, him up to speed. I mean, look, that's the that's the interesting thing. Like, th- there is enough in this movie that if you didn't watch WandaVision, you can follow it. You can. You, there's enough pieces there. But 
again, there's the always, and, and this is the same with any MCU property, if you're missing pieces, that's what it is. You just have missing pieces and you don't get the full context, the full story, the full characterization and the complete arc. But there's enough that they present that it's not like it just the movie kicks off and it's like, I'm lost. What is happening? What's going on? There's enough in here to ground it and make it like, okay, I've got an anchor point. I get where these characters are going, coming from, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, again, look, whether it was Marvel or Disney or whoever, like there was a uh, essentially a prerequisite of, you know, things that you should watch before watching this movie and that was obviously the first Doctor Strange movie, WandaVision, Spider-Man Far From Home and like you mentioned, What If. I've got to say, you know, now having watched this movie, yeah, even though, look, the first Doctor Strange movie, yes, that was six years ago. This is the sequel, but like you just said, it's not really. I mean, things have happened to Doctor Strange since. Like the character of, um, of Mordo, he's mentioned in this movie and we get a variant version of him. We'll get to all of that, but essentially it's like, we haven't seen the core version of that character since that Dr. Strange movie he's mentioned and things have happened with that character off screen, but we don't actually see him. Like nothing's actually like, we're not missing anything there. So that's sort of that the Christine character is an element from that first Dr. Strange movie. But again, it's like, we, we see where she is now briefly and then it's sort of her, it's another version of the character that we get more development on. Again, that, that first Doctor Strange movie is important, but again, so much has passed since then that we can just jump straight into it. I've got to say the biggest surprise, actually, no, I'll leave that for a sec. The what if thing, you don't need it. All you need to know is that Captain Carter is a character. That's it, done. The rest of the show doesn't matter the zombie that you see in this movie it's not from a zombie world you do not need the what if show the not, now gets the the big surprise here this movie actually has nothing to do with uh spider-man no way home and for me i'm like i'm all for that <laughs> as a they mention it but it you know like the trailers and stuff it made it seem like dr strange's actions in spider-man no way home like this was the result of that and maybe that was just me misreading the trailers but that wasn't the case at all completely isolated separate issue not even yeah it's everything was it's an, interest, it's an interesting one isn't it because we know everything to be connected so with that in mind it's easy to make connections where there aren't any it was Kevin more like Feige a thematic, is, uh, well, yeah. not, maybe, not thematic, that's the wrong choice, but like, uh, I guess, conceptually connected, you know, like we're dealing with the well, multiverse, therefore connected. Much yes. like this is connected to Loki because we're dealing with multiverse, but it's not. Kevin not- Feige, Kevin Feige's come out and said that what happens in No Way Home and in this movie is because of what Loki did in his TV series. It's had a knock-on ripple effect. So think the, about it. Right? The connections Loki, that we'll actually see will will maybe when we catch up with Loki next, we'll see. Well, it's it set off a chain reaction. Mm. Remember when we got Loki, and all of a sudden we weren't just seeing Tom Hiddleston playing all the different versions of Loki. 
And then before Spider-Man No Way Home, the thought was, well, maybe that's just because it's Loki and, and you know, he's affected differently. But for every other MCU character, it would always be the same actor. But then No Way Home happened. <laughs> and Tobey Maguire is back and Andrew Garfield is back alongside Tom Holland. Right, okay, same character. They've got different actors. Started with Loki, happened in No Way Home. And, you know, we get it in this movie. So I, I know we're going to wait for the Illuminati scenes. But just because you see an actor portray a character there, that's not a done deal for them in the MCU. It just means on that particular Earth, that's what that character looks like. That's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Marvel... They're just writing the rules as they go. They're just making it up on the fly. It's working for them. It's enjoyable, I guess. I mean, well, it's working for them. It's, I mean, look, yeah, yeah, you know how I feel. It hasn't been working for me. There's been, look, it hasn't been a, a train wreck. Oh, that's wreck. a good point, actually. Yes. It, it, yes. it hasn't been a train wreck, but there's been something just not quite right for me with the MCU. I've got to say, and look, I'm, I'll show my cards early because I feel like we should get out of the way. I'm back. <laughs> hey, I'm back. And welcome back. I'm welcome like, back. I've got to say. No, I'm straight pleased. up. Look, it, <laughs> and it might come down to with an element of it is how this film handles the multiverse and all of that. I had no gripes. You know, when we watched Loki, and I was like, look, I've got some issues here, here, and here. Spider Man, No Way Home. I was like, here's my list. <laughs> like, where do you want me to start? In this, I'm like, I, I really don't have any problem. Like, when the multiverse stuff was kicking off and, you know, like I almost, I wanted them to jump through even more. I wanted some, like, I wanted this to be like an episode of, well, at least like a whole season of sliders. I wanted them to be like jumping to different universes all over the place. I wanted this to be like a road trip movie, but, um, but it wasn't, we, so. we stayed in and one place, but mm. that worked. That still worked. Um, and did, when everything was did. all said and done. But, um, but it, I was kind of... It would have been fun. Was, to it would have been. I kind of... I don't want to be that kind of audience member, you know, that thinks they've got a better idea for the film Definitely. than the one that we get. But um, I don't know. I, I kind could have been fun. I mean, I I thought... And we do quickly go through... And, you know, Dr. Strange's like, on that one world where we paint... Anyway, it's we, we kind of see it as a animation in there and... Yeah, it, it does, and it's and it's a it's a quick scene, but I kind of I thought we were going to spend more time in in different worlds, and we've speculated. Most people have, and it is a hard thing because th- this is essentially it's a horror movie. You've got the best guy to direct it, Sam Raimi, but at the same time, you know, he's got Marvel saying, "Hey, we want a handful of cameos. You know, make sure you manage them well." So I was going into this looking forward to a superhero horror film. But then I've been teased by all these cameos, so it's hard not to get excited about mm-hmm. that. And, of course, we do get cameos. But, you know, people were thinking, and we've talked about on the podcast, maybe Nick Cage's Ghost Rider. And you can get bogged down by it's, all of that. It's, of that, course, it's it, that whole expectations versus... I know, you know I know, like... but we're, we're being set up, right? I tried to stay away from... Uh, I watched the first 
I think couple of trailers and then stayed away. I've seen no TV spots and they've been pumping out like so many ads for this movie, right? Tonight, for the first time, I saw a quick TV spot. And in that TV spot, you see Xavier in the chair and you hear Patrick Stewart. You see Agent Carter throw the shield. I'm like, whoa, I am so glad. Yeah. I'd not seen that until I watched the well, movie. The, so they, they want you to know about all these cameos. So, so again, I was looking forward to it and I enjoyed those moments, but it can be distracting but i did think okay can we talk about the illuminati now so we're kind of we are, i feel like we're officially... we're, i feel like yeah you, you pushed us there so we, we'll do it okay let's we'll, let's do we'll it do you know what i thought the illuminati was going to be the pretty much the lineup that we get is very well, we, close to what we get in the comics we, right if we talk about the ones that were confirmed or, or, or are you talking about before you knew any of what was revealed in trailers and stuff no no well even well just seeing who we have in the film, it's pretty much the Illuminati from the comics, minus Submariner. There's no Iron Man. There was speculation about Tom Cruise as Tony Stark. There was would have been so fun. many. Would have been fun. So many rumors. <laughs> it would have been fun. But what I, but regardless of who made up the members, what I thought the Illuminati was going to be was characters from different universes. That's what I thought it was going to be. I didn't realize it was going to be made up from one universe. It essentially was like the universe that we're that that Doctor Strange and, and uh, America travel to. It this is like this world's Avengers, but they just called themselves the Illuminati. Uh, essentially, and, and, uh, and what what makes I've got to be honest, like the the world itself, I was very unimpressed by because. They've got to make it different enough. Like you have those memory pods on the street and we get that scene. Stephen sees Christine, America sees it. We see her as a child. So it serves a purpose. So there's something that's a difference on that world to what is what they call out as the 616, just like in the comics. Mm -hmm. But other than that, and having the Illuminati, more plants. More plant life. That seemed to be like the biggest difference. They had uh, the the red lights. Red means go. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's the opposite. But I just, I don't know. I was, and, uh, I thought that the, was the, the pizza poppers. That was pizza. Yeah. That was weird. Pizza balls. <laughs> pizza balls. But do, but do you know what I'm trying to say though? That because it was, it seemed to be a small enough difference. I thought they were going to be jumping and spending more time in, in other places. Like but more I, but at the same time, crazy-er. I mean, yeah. they go to the, they go but to the same world time that collapse in itself and and stuff like that. Yeah, no, but I. I get it, it's a two-hour film. This is not a TV series. It is a two-hour film, and they do a very good job at managing and packing so much in there. But again, the Illuminati, I thought it would have been more impressive if it was characters pulled from different universes. But like you say, it is pretty much it, their world's it Avengers. It's the purpose of showing, like, you know, having some, like, some cameos, some, some bonus characters. And I'm well, let's glad, do it. I'm let's, glad they. Uh, I'm, I'm glad they. I'm didn't keen. Spend, <laughs> I'm glad they didn't spend too much time with these characters and have it bogged down the movie as like you know here's cameos here. Da, 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 da. Um, they serve the purpose for the scene, the moment, the wonder to wreck shop and really highlight her powers, and then that was it. All right, first of all, let's uh, let's mention the the. Uh, yeah, like when I was watching this scene, look, there is one moment 
there is one character that I it blew my mind. I was like, yeah, like I was, I had a like a nerdgasm. It was crazy. One I was surprised about, and I'll tell you that one in a sec. But the ones that we saw from trailers that I gotta say, like watching the movie and having them show up, I'm like, well, I'm not surprised, and I'm not really that excited because I already knew this was happening. You already mentioned Captain Carter, um, Patrick Stewart as Xavier, um, and Monica Rambo as Captain Marvel. I'm like, we've seen them in trailers. They ruined the yep. surprise. I no at no moment was I like, I'm impressed, excited, exhilarated, have any feel. I was just like, okay. I mean, seeing Patrick Stewart in his chair, really cool, like you know, classic style uh, Xavier wheelchair thing. Well, let's cool, let's just talk about but... that. But let's just on the Xavier though. We've seen him die many times across. I've lost track of how many films. <laughs> Isn't that true? <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing that happens. But this is Patrick Stewart, pretty much looking like a live-action version of Xavier from the '90s X-Men cartoon in the yellow hover chair. Yeah. He's got the and, green uh, suit, and he even has the music to go. <laughs> I was it. just going to say, <laughs> you get a brief orchestral score of the '92 theme, which I thought was was pretty great. So, so that was good. So for me. It's not just Patrick Stewart as Xavier again. It's, I don't know, there, there's something a bit more special about that, but you're going to say, the, but all the characters that we're seeing for the first time that weren't in TV spots. Um, yeah, so, so again, Captain Marvel cool, like, but again, we'd seen the shield and, and stuff like in the TV spots. So I was like, man, Monica Rambo, we saw the thing that everyone was mistaking her as uh, Tom Cruise as Iron Man. I'm like, they're clearly not. It's like plasma beans coming out of her. Phasma, beams, I don't know, whatever they're called. Um, Black Bolt, I've got to say, uh, you know, the, who the hell saw this coming? You know that really, really bad <laughs> ABC, and I'm, I'm not even kidding, like the really bad yeah, ABC it's, Marvel it's a shocker. in humans. Like, you know, they've brought back uh, Charlie Cox's Daredevil and Vincent D'Onofrio as... Kingpin from the ne- the the much celebrated Netflix. exactly right. that's the I'm difference like, okay isn't it it makes sense you know but, and obviously you know there's obviously they're bringing back Peggy Carter from you know it, it, but it's like yeah you know, she's more of a actual Captain America character I mean we haven't exactly gotten any Agents of Shield crossover yet but the spinoff in humans that. Everyone's trying to forget. This, this shocked me. This shocked me. Not just the character, but the actual <laughs> actor. But now, but now we're in a comic accurate costume. Although it's really interesting. Like this is a bit nerdy. But the the week that this movie was released, Patrick Stewart starred in the season two finale of Picard, and Anson Mount starred in the season one premiere of Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. What a week! <laughs> What a week for those guys. <laughs> but yeah, Black Bolt, he was in it until he wasn't, just like everybody else. Yeah, look, the, the, his, his outfit, his suit was was really cool. It looks so much better. Even just the small amount that his character had, we, act, we get to see him in a flashback use his powers against the Doctor Strange of that world and just obliterate him pretty cool <laughs> pretty damn cool so i mean it's it's how you use the character not how much you use him pretty awesome um i again i'm on board if they bring him back in a in a bigger, he's too busy he's, he's too, too busy with star trek <laughs> god damn 
God damn. Um, is there another character or should I just get to the one that we're all dying to talk about? No, I think you, we, need to, we need to talk about him. Okay. I mean, I literally freaked out. My wife was like, do we need to leave the cinema? Because I was <laughs> also giddy. Look, uh, Mr. Fantastic. The first of the Fantastic Four characters show up, Mr. Fantastic. I mean, people speculated, you know, part of the Illuminati makes sense. But John Krasinski, holy shit. John Krasinski, Jim yeah. from The Office. Uh, what's that show? <laughs> yeah. is, it, is it Jack Ryan? Is that who he is? <laughs> yeah, Jack Ryan. Yeah, he Jack is Ryan Jack Ryan then. in Jack Ryan. It makes sense. But you know sense. what? Um, he has been asked about Mr. Fantastic for years now and i feel as though this is going to be it for him but he can finally tell people to stop i've done it i, I think when we get fantastic I four feel like it's going to be oh, a different actor i, I, I wouldn't I, that would have, disappoint wouldn't have that issue, would... i wouldn't have issue mate i think this is one and done anson mount came back it was fun after inhumans Patrick Stewart, he's played Xavier for the last time so many times now. We're not going to get him again. MCU going to do X-Men, brand new actors. And Fantastic Four is a big one that they're going to be doing shortly. And I don't think, I mean, I'd like it if he did come back, but I feel as though this is a bit of a tease, but he's played Mr. Fantastic now. We've seen it. Oh, man. I... I can buy what you're saying. I'm, I'm like, that could be very much the truth. I want to be I, wrong. I, honestly, I want to be wrong. But I feel like... The the optimist if, in me is thinking this is this was Marvel's way of announcing it. I don't think so. I, I, hope, you're, I hope you're right. It's not quite Spider-Man, Captain America, Civil War. It's not a big introduction. And all of these characters, they all get killed. And I've got to be honest, like, it is hard seeing heroes fall, don't get me wrong. But, <laughs> but it's, it's like... It was for it's, the best purpose. <laughs> it's like if you're looking at Marvel, whether you're reading or you're watching What If, DC, Elseworlds, it doesn't matter as much when it's a variance or it's That's a one-and-done right. story. It's a different take on a character just for fun. And the stakes... They're there, like it could end in death, like it does here. But people that I know were like, Oh my god, I can't believe they killed this person, killed that person. But did they though? And I know they did, but the 616 MCU versions of those characters are out there and they're safe and sound. And they might and look they, like John Krasinski, they might, yeah, <laughs> or they. They might not. I just. I don't. I mean, it's no, going to be a big it. thing. The point is going to be a big thing when when they launch Fantastic Four. It is going to be a big thing for Marvel, and having one of your actors appear as the character for the first time in a Doctor Strange sequel. I don't think that's how you. That's how you do it. But again, I'm happy to be proved wrong. I, I again, fingers crossed. But look, the point. Obviously, the point of that scene and having all these really powerful characters be single-handedly taken down in a very violent, gruesome way by Wanda is just to show how powerful and strong and, if anything, overpowered her, her character is. Um, and that was a very successful way to set her up as a very formidable foe, the villain it does. of this movie. It does. But it, it just, yeah, you just get to see the Illuminati use as cannon fodder. But you're right. But it does. that's okay. It shows you, 
it shows you how powerful Scarlet Witch is now. I mean, they said, didn't they, with Endgame, by herself, she came close to defeating Thanos. Not in Endgame, Infinity War, wasn't it? But she came close to defeat... No, Endgame. I don't know. It's hard to keep... It's hard to remember it. But the film where she came close single-handedly to it was Endgame. It was Endgame. There you go. I was right the yeah. first time. Oh, I might okay. try and fix that in the edit, or it might be too messy. It's fine. Anyway. Just leave it. Just, leave it. Just, <laughs> she, just own it. She... She came close. <laughs> Let's backtrack a little bit and talk about this, the, the whole multiverse thing that's that's going on and why why it's happening in this movie. Look, I've already set the groundwork here for, for saying that, you know, Wanda is our villain. Um, and I've got to say, again, just going by the trailers, and this is not a bad thing at all, but just going by the trailers, I was thinking, like, look, Wanda's going to be in this movie there's going to be a bit of conflict in terms of like, you know, what she's been dealing with uh, from WandaVision. But, you know, she's sort of going to be a consult with, uh, with Doctor Strange in terms of this multiverse stuff that's going on. Not really sure what the actual plot is, but I know people have been saying that, like, how cool it'd be if Wanda went full villain, like, you know, been the, the, the full antagonist of this film. That'd be great. I genuinely didn't think they were going to do it. So when I in this movie, I was like, yeah, Holy shit. With you. Oh, I, I thought I, I had thought no it was idea. gonna be, you know, at, you know, at the start <laughs> where it's sort of there's that twist and it's like, oh my god, like yeah, she's been corrupted by the dark hole, but I, I figured, okay, we're gonna get the cool scene at the um the the I forget how you say it, the 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 wizard's place, <laughs> the wizard temple. Very bad uh, nerd in me. I thought that would gonna <laughs> that was gonna be the thing, and then you know we were going to have a bit of a multiverse issue and things were going to come good. They were going to pretty much stop her. She'd be like, not cool. And then they team up and they have to take down, I don't know, evil Dr. Strange or something like that. That wasn't the, Honestly, the movie. I, this was crazy. I'm with you. This was crazy. I'm with you completely. And I loved it. Again, tried, tried to stay away from anything outside of those initial trailers. And even, you know, watching those, you're right. Like what this movie looked like, I mean, on one hand, look, it's a MCU film. For the most part, we know what to expect. But then this film came along and it wasn't what I expected. I thought this was going to be Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, superhero team-up movie. She'll at some point get corrupted. They will have a fight. They will make up. Defeat the bad guy together. As in, that is not as what is. it is at no. all. Because that was... Like, she is. That's the formula, She's, and this movie has. It is the formula. It, it, it is. It is. It is, it is, different. It is but different. again, and, uh, this great. is a Sam <laughs> Raimi movie, and he's not going to stick to the formula. And she's not just working for somebody; she's the big bad. Because even when she was, you know, you were seeing the corruption at the beginning and ah, oh, the motivations. But no, like she is the villain of this film. And the fact that I did not know that until watching the movie and you as well, that is just incredible. That's so the, you what, know, cameos yeah. were distracting a lot of people, I think, because <laughs> they didn't realize. And, you know, again, the end of WandaVision, she didn't look as though she was in a good place at all. She had to dark home. And yeah. Did I say she, dark home? Yeah. Dark hold. <laughs> The book. She's got the book. She's got the dark man. What? Yes. I I still can't get over that. I can't believe we've gone this long without talking about it. But yeah, she is the villain 
of this film and but the movie motivation. is so much better yeah. for it and i get you, absolutely you had the you had the origin of her not so much her as the character but her origin of the of becoming the villain in that freaking tv show it set it but up people and, shouldn't really watch yeah that they should watch they should absolutely watch that tv show like 100 100%, 100%. and i mean that prior to this movie wandavision was the last best mcu thing look i've i enjoyed bits and pieces throughout the mcu since then i really like shang chi but like wandavision was the best thing like nothing has topped that until i'm not saying that this movie has topped it but it's 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 up there like it's it's good like so just to and look fun fact you know like um oh my god what's her name i'm i'm, I'm drawing blanks wonder girl uh, elizabeth olsen <laughs> she got on a plane to london two like two days after wrapping wandavision to start working on this film like yeah this is you said it before this is the follow-up to that freaking show and it really like i don't know this is wonder has become I mean, like, it, to me like one of the it, best villains <laughs> yeah but i mean we, we honestly we cannot state enough how important wonder vision is is to this film and and the fact that, that you know a bit of trivia just gave us there like that is incredible like she just went from one to the other and the scale must be really noticeable for her even though it is mcu but it's still from tv to film but it's, yeah, the connective tissue is absolutely there. And again, the fact that you get to see her going through what she went through instead of just being told. But, I mean, they do obviously reference it, but yeah, from TV to film, like going back to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they tried to tell us it's all connected. Absolutely is now. Now it is. Wasn't that? Well, <laughs> they tried back then. Even now it's... They're, they're doing some connections to things but anyway i get what you mean like it really it really is watch the tv shows watch the movies like because you gotta get the whole picture even if the tv shows aren't the best but that's you know it's all good anyway conversation for another day oh well, yeah <laughs> we really should I've, talk- gone on, I've, I've gone on record i've enjoyed them a lot more than you have yeah and look i've, I've liked them i don't hate them i just like don't Love them. But anyway, again, it's a... Did you, did you notice at the beginning that for the first time ever, we got to see this credited as a Kevin Feige production? First time? Yeah, yeah. That was cool. I mean, what did I say? 26 movies in? What are we at? 28th. This is yes. the 28th. Wow. Oh, plus or how many shows? Five or something? Five, six shows? Okay, we've got about time, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> anyway, look, yeah, but this gotta... is the first time. So, yes, I'm sure it's, yeah, okay, we should probably move on. I just thought it was interesting it, to, it, to it mention is, that. It is, it is. He is, he is the gatekeeper. Um, we got to talk about America Chavez. Uh, I feel like it, it's almost weird. I know we name dropped her a couple of times, but it is very bizarre that we have not talking about or spoke about her yet. I should use proper English. Uh, America Chavez, uh, played by, um, I don't even know how to pronounce her name. I probably should look it up. Um, so GT Gomez, I'm going to go with that. I look, I, I'll admit, I do not know this character. I knew nothing about her. I didn't pretend to know anything about it. And I purposely did not look her up because I didn't want to know anything about this character. I did not know what her power set was. I, knowing that probably would have 
given me other impressions of what this movie would have been. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know from the comics, I've read her in the Young Avengers comics, and one of her teammates is Wiccan, also known as Billy Wanderson. I know so they Billy. Are teammates. <laughs> they, they are slowly building the Young Avengers. We're about to get the Miss Marvel TV show, also a Young Avenger. Or is, yes, I think she was a well, she was in a, a team superhero team. But all I really knew about America Chavez is that she can punch holes in universes, and she's got, I think, flight strength. That's what she has in the comics, and I guess her powers are going to develop when we see her character more. But it just having her in it, regardless of her powers, and and you know, obviously she's helping drive the plot, but just having a character like that with Doctor Strange works so well. We've got it, you know, with Peter Parker and Doctor Strange in No Way Home. The whole thing, like, don't call me Stephen. Okay, it's weird. Or you can call me Stephen. Oh, it's weird. And, you know, you have a bit of fun with that. But just having a character like Doctor Strange, and, you know, he is still full of himself because he's gone from being this, you know, world-class surgeon to not quite the Sorcerer Supreme. That's one who we've not mentioned yet. I know we're going to get to him because, wow, Wong is incredible. But just having someone like Doctor Strange and then just seeing his character develop, just his character grow, with this younger person and it, it works so well. It's why I always liked the relationship between Jubilee and Wolverine in the X-Men comics and the cartoon as well. Just yeah, having it's... this, you know, gruff at times adult character doesn't get along with everybody, but then there's this one character that somehow they develop a connection. And I thought the relationship between the two of them in this movie is one of the strengths of the film. Yeah. It's really like you know you mentioned Wong they're like it's it's good to still see those two characters sort of bouncing off each other and you know we're still growing on on that um I mentioned um obviously Christine earlier and we've got like the the romantic relationship between her and Strange she's getting married now like there's an alternative version and like there's a variant in another universe and it's sort of like you know they've sparks continue to fly there and it's all wonderful but there's something very unique in just nice about having Doctor Strange and like just like a sidekick kind of character, a younger, just youthful, energetic, you know, like just to sort of bounce off this. Like you said, he's he's off himself. He's still got this sort of persona of, you know, just like I, I don't have time for this. Like there's more important things to worry about than a teenager. But then you, you pair him up with one and it's just like it just becomes very entertaining. It's, it, it works well. It works well, and it works well here. Um, I mean, when when we first see her, and she's with the other Doctor Strange in the opening with the ponytail, yeah. <laughs> when she's with that, and he recognises that the only way to win is for him to take her power. He's more of experience, and he can use it in ways that she can't. So when she comes across 616 Strange, she's fearful because... The other strange was her friend. He turned and she helps him be a better person. Look for an alternative. Even Wong is saying, you need to take her power. And she looks at strange in fear. And he's like, no, I, I just will not do that. 
So she, uh, I don't know. I think she's a really good addition to this film and a great character in, in her own right. But she really helped move along Strange because, you know, we're talking about a character that, you know, is in his second film. But we've seen a lot of Doctor Strange, whether it's Avengers films, whether it's, you know, in Spider-Man, we've seen him turn up a lot. But he's always growing. And you can imagine someone like Benedict Cumberbatch wanting to continue to keep coming back and playing this character because they're always having him grow. He's not just the same in each time that we see him. And I've got to be honest, the opening of the movie, just Doctor Strange being a civilian, just doing normal things, going to a wedding, loved all that. I really enjoyed just, him I mean, just like, yeah, being yeah, just you know, right, approached so. and looked at. And yeah, it was just fun seeing him as a person and not a superhero. What was actually what also was cool though is that like obviously as that scene sort of progresses into like the crazy squid monster like, attacking the the city, is that you know Stephen Strange had his superhero moment where he you know like runs away from the party, transforms into Doctor Strange, and then goes and fights the monster. It was like that was cool to see. It was pretty we great. Had a, we, we, we've never seen Doctor Strange do that before. He's always already you know, like cloaked up. <laughs> like he's... Yeah, but you know, we have seen do that many, many times. I got strong Tony Stark vibes from that scene. That's true. Just images of Tony leaping into the air and the armor appearing around him. Do, do you know what? Like, on maybe that's the thing because it was such a, an Iron Man thing to do. It's like I feel like we haven't seen these characters just be like everyday superheroes for a while. Um, I mean, I guess the last time we probably did see it was Spider-Man in Far From Home rather than, than No Way Home because obviously there was a lot of other stuff going on. But yeah, just Far to, From Home. Just to go school trip. Like, a, like a super save, you know, like just I'm in a civilian moment right now. Something's kicking off boom, now I'm a superhero and I'm off to... I just feel like we haven't really seen that. It's always been like something's going on. I'm already in the moment and now I'm doing crazy stuff. And I don't know, there's something point. about that. It's I think it's just that like classic sort of, you know, Superman kind of, you know, Clark Kent, Superman, like up, up and away, like transform it's up a, in. Yeah. It's, it's just... It's, it's a genuine, joyful. It's a genuine comic book moment. And, you know, with Marvel... I mean, the next Spider-Man film, whenever that's going to be, the world no longer knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. So I feel like what you're talking about there, you know, the the Clark Kent moments, we're going to get that from Tom Holland's Spider-Man, and I'm very much looking forward to that. But for the most part, the MCU doesn't do that. Mm. The superheroes are known. Like, it's, you know, it, it's just a thing, whereas you'd have to keep it a secret. But the nature of being at a wedding, being in a tux... It gave him a reason to change, but it, it was it was a great moment. Just a question for you, just a sidetrack a bit. So, end of Spider Man No Way Home. Obviously, like there's yeah. the spell. Everybody has forgotten Peter Parker. I just want to. What's your understanding of like how the spell works in terms of because Doctor Strange mentions the the events of that movie that there was a, a multiverse kind of issue involving Spider Man. Does yep. he remember the spell? 
does he re- like obviously, no. obviously he doesn't no remember. he he just knows that just there was it. multiverse spider-man there was a problem involving spider-man but it was yeah. resolved but he knows nothing more it's very confusing that's it it's very confusing but well, not really it? okay only only peter parker remembers everything Nobody sure. else. Do you know what would have been good? Maybe there's one plot hole in this in this movie, but I'm 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 okay to look past it because the movie needed to happen. Like, couldn't Doctor Strange have just cast a spell on Wanda to forget Vision, to forget her children? Then she would be, then she'd be happy again. <laughs> you know, almost in like a uh, you know, uh, the Spotless Mind. What's that movie called? Eternal sunshine. He could have given Wanda. Mind. Yeah, he could have given Wanda eternal, eternal sunshine. I reckon. Well, I guess one, <laughs> she's really powerful. Okay, sure. And like it two, wouldn't work. The spell wouldn't work on her. He just had a whole film with Spider-Man <laughs> where, where bad things happened. So I'd be very surprised if that was his go-to. I'll do that again. I mean, I mean, no, 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 that worked fine. That worked fine. But when it's magic, though, you can, you know, come up with these quick fixes. But what if this happened? What if that happened? Well, it'd be a pretty short movie and not as exciting. And we wouldn't have seen John Krasinski's Reed Richards. So Ain't that right? Kind of Ain't that right? For the best. I can't wait for him to come back and do it. Um, but anyway, last, uh, just the last few little points on uh, America Chavez. I mean, this is not an actual dig, but I just thought it was, it was interesting whilst watching this movie. A lot of the dialogue that, like, characters were saying when referring to America Chavez, when they would just use her first name, America, which, look, it is a legitimate first name. Like, there are people named America. But there's just some, like, lines of dialogue where it's sort of like, like, we need to give America a chance. Like, uh, America can do this. It was sort of like, <laughs> it just felt weird. Oh, yeah. like, are they trying to say something else or is it just because that's her name and that's i've got to be honest and i don't I, know but I, there were there were I, bits there was i didn't think of it like that until you said it but then you know knowing the character from the comics and her appearance in the comics as well is it's more like the way that she looks her costume is more captain america inspired well that's the i mean she has like that she's got the star on the back of a jacket you know she I mean, has the portal thingy is a star it like, is a star, yeah. It's very. I never, I never took it that way. I mean, like, I will now when I watch it again. I'm like, go America! <laughs> it's very stars and stripes. It's, it's. It is. It is. So I, again, look, I don't know that it was just kind of just little moments I had when certain bits of dialogue were, were said. But again, it just, it's just how you interpret it. Um, what else can we bloody talk about? Sinister Strange. So again, in the in the trailers, it seemed like, you know, the big bad was going to actually be a, an evil version of Doctor Strange. Oh my God, the what if show is coming to life in this movie. Not the case at all. Um, no, no. Will Cumberbatch himself, he came out and confirmed that Sinister Strange is not Strange Supreme from What If. So it's not even nothing that guy. to do with it. Not even that guy. No, no. But you know, he it's just a different version, it's a yeah. different take. But again, I think what if it just opens you up to the multiverse, doesn't it? And we mentioned, it does. you it, know, it, it, more Agent thing. And yeah, the you know, so you only need to watch the first episode of What If, and then you're good. Just for the But you know what? <laughs> you don't you know what's really, really noticeable. Doctor Strange always looks like Benedict Cumberbatch. That's probably worth noting. 
Loki doesn't. Spider-Man doesn't. But Doctor Strange, always Benedict Cumberbatch, at least from what we've seen so far. Yeah, yeah. Even when he looks like paint, still look like him. It was, it was bizarre. That scene, yep. that scene <laughs> with the, not the paint scene, but the scene where the two strangers are fighting and it's like, it's a musical battle with the notes as like weapons. I don't even know what was going on, but I loved all of that. It was it was bizarre. It was bonkers. The dark, supernatural, creative, like the, the fight scenes when using magic. I just wanted to live in those moments. I didn't <laughs> want them to end. So great. much fun. And we get you know, like a, a number of different musical pieces, which is just, I don't know, it was funny as well as visually like very cool, something so different. And uh, can I say bonkers again? Like it was just weird, but it was great. And like they would actually cut like the other characters, like it would cause them damage. It was it was causing injury. Like it was insane. Um, Zombie Strange is another, you know, Doctor Strange variant that we saw in the trailer, or at least we thought it. Well, I guess it is a variant, but I mean, that the tease, the visual of a of a zombie thing. I'm thinking again, the what if, um, the zombie universe that we visited in that show. Like, oh man, they, we're gonna land on a zombie world again. They're not doing that much zombie uh, universe jumping. It was actually just the corpse of a dead. Uh, well, I guess that that first strange that we met, the one with the ponytail. I don't yep. know if they, I don't know <laughs> if they all have names, but I love that it wasn't actually a zombie. It was, it was the, it was strange doing the, the dream. Was it the dream walking, sleep? Yes, yeah, so they called it dream walking, right? Yes, and it's and it's 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 dark magic isn't it it's not yeah. something that he should be doing it but this is where he's trying to find an alternative and not just take power from america but the way that he's reanimating it oh again visually <laughs> this, <laughs> the you know, funniest like thing most of this movie working working so well but he doesn't just reanimate a corpse and then it can move absolutely fine like it's a decaying body, it's falling apart. So I loved all tricky. that. And again, we're in a Sam Raimi movie where we get to see an arm come out from the ground. Amazing. Like, I mean, I was, I can't even explain the joy when that moment was happening. Was I laughing? I can't remember. Was I, was I, I th- there, there was a smile on my face. I don't know how big it was, but I think my face hurt. It was just, I, I, I was, I was the same. There's so much meaning to that oh it's it's amazing is it and and again like i rushed i watched this movie right opening night because i was so worried that it would get spoiled and you know going back to the cameos and yeah this is exciting this is great i didn't want it to be spoiled and then as soon as we saw those first couple of horror elements in the movie i'm like no no this is what i'm here for and yeah, like who he, cares? He doesn't let up. Who cares what gets spoiled? I mean, I still care. Don't get me wrong, but it was the <laughs> it was a horror elements, and it's like in his, I said in the beginning, like where he points a camera, the way that he positions things. That scene in Spider Man Two when they're operating on Doc Ock and yeah. his arms are attack, attacking the surgeons, and it's like amazing. It's and like that scene, like, but like heaps of the whole movie. 
<laughs> just because movie. it works in this more than it would, I guess, in a Spider-Man film. Yeah, but it's it's so good. But and then when things are getting revealed, because I tried so hard to stay away from knowing what this film was going to be, like when you've got Sinister Strange going up against Doctor Strange, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of did see Sinister Strange in the ads. But again, you know, thinking Marvel zombies, like most people were. And I found that I was still being surprised by this movie. But then we had the big showdown between them two, well, before Scarlet Witch. It's kind of, oh, this kind of makes sense. But it was fun seeing two versions go up against each other and a corrupted Doctor Strange. And then just the idea of our Doctor Strange, the 616 Doctor Strange, he's the one. There's many out there. Some are corrupted, some have not succeeded, but he's the one that will succeed. But yeah, that's the thing, like with the marketing, the trailer, like, I feel like they did show a lot. And look, I, I said it before, like I would have got more enjoyment out of not knowing that Patrick Stewart was in this movie, that we weren't going to, you know, that we were going to see Agent um, Captain Carter and the Monica Rambo Captain Marvel. I, those moments would have been more exciting if I didn't know. Thank you, marketing. It's fantastic. Um, but again, like as the movie was going along, like, you know, there were so many unexpected things just in the plot generally i was just like like what is happening but then i was thinking i was like okay we haven't seen the evil strange yet we haven't seen the zombie strange like but then suddenly in context you know i'm waiting for these things to happen but then in context it's completely different to what i thought we we would have seen these characters in like again i thought sinister strange or whatever we call him was going to be the bad guy i thought we were going to be on a zombie world and then things like that but that wasn't the case, and that's not what we were seeing. But what we were seeing was more surprising and more enjoyable and made more sense and made me happier because it wasn't what the trailer was showing me, which, to be honest, wasn't, like, getting me that giddy and excited for those things. Yeah, I don't know. I Yeah. They showed yeah, too I much, mean, but it's... in context, it was a I mean, brand new it, experience. It? it was a brand new experience. They... They have shown so much, but at the same time, we both went to see this movie not knowing that Scarlet Witch was the villain. I mean, how did that happen? <laughs> it's so, crazy. Like, yeah, like, so they are absolutely showing they were, they a lot. And even, they were dangling bait in the market. Yes, and but even... Them, it got people excited and giddy for the film. Awesome, but it did, I still got... It, well, it got, me, it got me there opening night, fear of missing out. But do you know what? Even <laughs> five years come out... You were there out of fear. You were there out of fear. <laughs> Yes, even Feige has come out and said that. Yeah, we've we've shown a lot. <laughs> we've probably yeah. shown more, oh, more was, than we should. He was but, not happy. He was not happy. But you know what? It's uh, it's climbing at the box office. It's doing well. And but saying that though, like yes, financially it seems to be doing well, but it does seem like a very divisive movie. I mean, we're clearly there for Sam Raimi and what he's brought to the MCU. And, you know, whatever we've liked about his previous works and, you know, this movie, but there's going to be a portion of people that are just there for the cameos. And they, even though, to be fair, we do get a lot in this. And, you know, Krasinski as Reed Richards is a massive oh, one. But yeah, but like, because we're there not is, getting Nick Cage back as Ghost Rider, we're not getting Ben Affleck's Daredevil. We're he's not going, getting, I mean, Nick Cage is the go-to, isn't he? But honestly, there <laughs> is going to be... Because remember, right, they were saying after the success of No Way Home and how people reacted to the three Spider-Men, reshoots were happening 
And the speculation at the time was those reshoots were more cameos. We need more cameos. And that's not what this movie is. It's not what this movie needed to be. But again, because of the cameos, I rushed out opening night. But that's just because I didn't want to get spoiled. But there's going to be people that will be disappointed that there's not as many cameos as they maybe thought. Honestly, I, I read probably just as much about Xavier being in this movie as I did Wolverine. He's not in it. He was so strongly rumoured to be in it. Even when he wasn't in the film, I'm like, right, post credit scene, that'll be him. Nope. Right. <laughs> End credit scene, that will definitely be him. Huh, he's not in it. He's not in the, not the movie at all. The movie didn't need him. Hey, look, at um, the end of the day, we still, <laughs> this is technically the, the introduction of, of the mutants, I guess. And I guess the inhumans as well, you know, old Terrigen Mist and all that kind of stuff. And the, the Fantastic Four in a way. And this movie, I mean, this movie covered a lot in, in the Illuminati scenes, but again, like it that's did. not as, as exciting as like the John Krasinski thing was. And I was like, again, bouncing out of my seat. Like big cheer. There's, there's so much, you know what? I almost wanted to make a sound, but then no one else made a sound. So I felt weird. So I think I just kind of stopped <laughs> breathing. It was a weird moment for me. But it was, yeah, there's so much more. Do you know, I just, there, there is. I just want to say, just talking about cameos and things. At the weekend with a wife, we watched Nowhere Home. First time she's seen it. And I was like excited, waiting for, you know, Andrew Garfield. And he appeared and didn't get much of a reaction from, from my wife. And, if and then I was thinking, I don't think she's actually seen either Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man film. But then I know she's seen the Tobey Maguire ones. So when Tobey Maguire appears, and I'm like, oh, what's she going to say? What's she going to think to this? And she's like, oh, he's got old. Oh, okay. So she wasn't, wasn't as excited to see him as I was. I mean, you know, he's, he's older, but he still looks great. But, um, yeah, I was curious how she would react. I knew she wouldn't fanboy like we did. But um, it is a yeah, different you know. experience sitting in, um, you know, in your lounge room watching those moments. Like Andrew Garfield jumps out of the portal. He's standing there, kind of pauses for a second almost holding for applause and it's like you're sitting in a room it's dead quiet it's a bit weird it's a bit weird yeah i mean it's not it's not the same i mean being in the cinema for the first time hearing captain america say avengers assemble in endgame you can't beat it <laughs> an incredible moment i've seen it many times at home i still love it That's you great, can't yeah. beat that cinematic experience that, oh, that shared moment, yeah. experience I was in tears, man. I was in tears. Not at that moment. Actually, no, it was that moment because they were all... Yeah, no, that was that moment. Ah, it was crazy. Anyway, let's let's wrap this movie up. Is Wanda dead? That's my question for you. Maybe she is. Maybe she isn't. It depends what they need from her in future. And we didn't see the body, so I'm going to say no. She's fine. <laughs> she <laughs> made the sacrifice at the end. Well, you know, I, I very much doubt we've seen the, the end of her. Yeah. Oh, again, like what a what a beautiful way of ending it. Like without actually, like defeating her physically or magically or whatever. It was like you know America's moment to see. Even saying that it sounded weird, but America took the <laughs> um, like she very smart about it. She was like she even said like I can't defeat you, so I'll just do what you want me to do. And she takes her to the world, you know, with the kids there, and it, it's like the kids are afraid of her. You think she's a witch, that she's evil. The 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 their 
their mum from that world is, you know, like she's been hurt. It's it's powerful. It's powerful shit, man. Like it's 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 rough. What a moment for that character just to go through that. And again, it almost seems like a very long, extended epilogue of that WandaVision show. And it, it's a good power. But... Yeah. Yeah. It, it right. does. I mean, what defeated Scarlet Witch in the end was seeing the, the fear in her kids' eyes that they had of her. And yeah, smart move by America. You're right. That is weird. You've got to say America Chavez. You need to say the whole, the whole name for it not to say America. Like, so America. America got it done. But it was a good way to, to resolve it because, you know, we'd seen, you know, how powerful Scarlet Witch had gone. And America, as powerful as she was getting, she had to use her smarts. And that's how, yeah, Scarlet Witch was taken down. And it was a way for her to also, like, sort of have a redemption as well. At the end, before her, she's um, fake she's still she's still not getting that lunchbox. It is, it is not happening. We should say as well, Elizabeth Olsen, phenomenal oh, start to finish. Great. She is incredible in this film. You know, I saw a clip of an interview she was doing back when she did Age of Ultron, and she was being asked where she'd like to see the character taken in future, and she mentioned her having babies, they're taken from her, she wants revenge, and she goes down this dark path, and then she ends it with saying something on the lines of, but they'll never do that. Never say never, because here we are. They absolutely <laughs> did that. Grim, grim. Um, all right, so post-credit scenes, we've already mentioned the, the end credits with Bruce Campbell, so no need to retread that ground. But the, the mid-credit scene. Hello, Charlize Theron. How are you doing? Welcome to the MCU. What a pleasant surprise. Hi, hard. No idea. <laughs> um, I remember this character from, I don't know which cartoon, but I've seen her in a cartoon somewhere with Doctor Strange. I really? Know, wow. I, I, I can't remember. It's one of the 90s ones. I don't know which one it was. I just remember seeing this purple chick. At least I think it's her. The only, the only animated Doctor Strange I can think of from the 90s was when he appeared on spider-man maybe that i was don't it, remember i don't remember claire being in that though i know her from from the comics in the comics she's dormammu's niece falls in love with dr strange and they eventually defeat dormammu together but i guess strange did that already in his first movie the characters then later get married but it's got Christine from the other universe. So I don't know what they're going to do with Claire, but she is a powerful sorceress. Well, look, I mean, they, you know, like Dr. Strange told Christine, it's like, you know, like he loves her in every universe. Great line, by the way, put that in a card. That's, that's great. Um, but then I always almost felt like there was also a bit of closure as well, that it was like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, he. It's a Christine on a, on another in another dimension. It's not his Christine, but isn't it weird if he? So maybe this new love interest, if she is set up to be a love interest for him, maybe it's maybe it's good timing. Maybe I think we're done with the Christine part of it. Like, if we never go back to that, I feel like that's okay. 
That's okay. Um, but I just did a quick uh, quick Google search because I figured I needed to find out. Um, she has appeared in the X-Men animated show. So oh, it must, really? It must have been that. Wow. It must have been that. But Could has Doctor Strange appeared, though? I mean, she very much is a Doctor Strange character. I don't know. <laughs> it's not relevant. <laughs> it's not relevant right now. All else. we know is that Charlize Theron has entered the MCU and they're going to go off on an adventure together. And we should point out the 616 Strange now has the third eye. That's right. That is correct. And I took it initially that he was going to be corrupt because it was kind of like just before the movie ended, before any post-credit scenes, we got to see the third eye. Then in the post-credit scene, we see Claire show up. And then he's been all heroic, and you see that he's got the eye, and it's but not portrayed it, as being a negative thing. But is but it, it like it does? Is it like he's 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 acting all heroic, but it's like he's got this thing going on, so he's a bit. I mean, that's uh, what he's the dark. Mm. Interesting, because you know, Sinister Strange was corrupt. It's dark magic, and it just you know whatever happens in the next film, he's going to continue to be the good guy whether it's his film or another character's film, because it does clearly say Doctor Strange will return. But he's yeah. going to have some inner demons to battle. Yeah. So, so I, again, I, I expect him to pretty much layers. be like that. He's going to be heroic in there. We're gonna, it's going to be, you know, you're talking about how his character has developed up until now, but now there's this extra element of darkness, evil. He is, and I'll say this for the last time, he's now a bit of a dark man. Yes, that's three references, <laughs> and I'm good. Well done, and I'm good. All right, let's um, let's give our rating for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I wanted to. I always do with all the well, all films really. But going into the MCU, sitting through films like Eternals, not always having the best time recently, but this movie is excellent. I enjoyed it start to finish. I'm looking forward to watching it again. And with, with my rating, I'm gonna I'm gonna come in high. I am, but I'm gonna come in at a 4.5, which you know is a high score. And because it is again, we've just sat for however long talking about how much we really enjoyed this movie. But the how they use the Illuminati not being from different earths. Again, I wasn't told they were. That's what I thought it was going to be going in. And I thought we'd spend more time in different worlds, but at the same time, appreciating the time restraints you get from a two-hour film. So that's why I'm going to come in at a 4.5, which I think is a really high score anyway, but it's not a perfect score. Relationships, the use of horror, Raimi behind the camera. We didn't even mention the fact that Danny Elfman provided the score oh, for this film. Yes. He's, it's, what was the last MCU film he did? Well, the last and only MCU film before this, Age of Ultron. And before that, he did Spider-Man 1 and 2 for Raimi. But yeah, the music, the, the horror imagery, the performances, Benedict Cumberbatch, you know, it always takes me maybe a couple of minutes to adjust to his American accent. Just knowing <laughs> him from like English productions or British productions, but I, it's it's a great film. It's a great time. And 
you know, we, we don't always get the same performance from Cumberbatch. It's an evolving character, and I'm looking forward to seeing where he goes next with it. But yeah, this this film is a really good time. And I mentioned before whether or not kids should be watching this film. That doesn't affect my rating, to be honest. It's a <laughs> yeah, damn straight. Four point <laughs> four point five out of five. I I didn't like yeah, again, I, I just need to address the fact that it's like me and the MCU. You know, it's been a bit rocky. It's been a bit uh again, it hasn't been terrible, but I haven't been in love with these films and the 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 franchise as a whole since you know, I mean, to be honest, the last thing I loved was WandaVision. The shows have sort of been and you know not quite there for me and the movies like again like i've had enjoyment in them and again really like shang chi but there's just been something not quite you know like the the golden year you know pretty much phase one to three like we haven't it hasn't been the same we're back we're back this is fantastic i didn't know where i'm gonna land i didn't know where i was gonna land with the rating uh what number i was gonna put on but having a bit of discussion about it again i don't want to go crazy and then go full on go all out but i think when i land where you are 4.5 not for the same reasons uh the stuff with the illuminati again i think it's illuminati in name only even though they're using like same or similar characters it's it is essentially that universe's avengers there's no real I, I don't care <laughs> it doesn't really matter the moment with john krasinski big standout just because i was like yes please I'm, i hope he comes back and and that is in fact the announcement um, i'm sure they'll give it a little bit of time and make an official announcement one way or the other soon um but look this movie like how they handle the multiverse uh it just in terms of like story plot wise like there's nothing about this that made my brain go like this is kind of stupid or silly i was on board having fun all the rainy stuff the horror stuff the way it's filmed shot the rainisms the fact that we were getting close to true horror in a comic book setting that again isn't actually intended to scare the shit out of you it's just meant to be those horror elements and they're they're real enough for me to be on board and be like okay no they're they're actually going into that genre it's cool i just had a a blast with this movie just so much fun and i haven't had this feeling i'll say like this is the best mcu property since wandavision um it is the best and not to knock spider-man far from home the mysterious one not to knock that movie too much but this is the best movie since avengers endgame like i'm not saying it's better than endgame or up there but it's it's just it's the best marvel film that i've enjoyed and had a good time with since then um so yeah this has just got me pumped for for thor and whatever else is after that one i'm not even keeping track anymore but uh i'm so excited I feel like something's rejuvenated in me. Um, I haven't had this feeling sort of, I want to go back and see it again. Like I haven't had that feeling. Yeah. When was the last yeah, I mean, Marvel too. movie you watched where it's like, oh man, I've got to watch that. I've got to watch that again. I mean, well, I'm, for me, I, I revisit them. It but... was, it was no way home, but it, yeah, it was yeah. for Andrew and Toby. That's why I wanted to watch it <laughs> again. Whereas, you know, this film, 
start to finish, I want to watch it again for just, the film. Just great fun. It's a just, great film. And so many surprises, but like surprises that I didn't know were going to be surprises, if that makes sense. Like, it's not so much the cameos, although the John Krasinski thing, but just Wanda's the villain? What? Like, yeah. The, and then just pretty much everything else, just every, like everything that happened. I was like, I have no idea where this movie's going or what's going to happen. And what a great, fun experience. That's Can you remember they were saying fun. this year Marvel are doing horror? Prepare yourself for Morbius. <laughs> I, I look back, I look back and then <laughs> what, how that movie felt, how I felt oh. watching it, and then just generally like everything in this movie is the complete opposite of Morbius. Like, yeah, good. it's fun, it's engaging, <laughs> like you know, it's two hours, it's not a long movie, but I mean it's 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 on par with the average mcu you know flick to our uh, to our flick it moves so quickly there's so much ground cover there's always something going on it's great action maybe i will give it a five. Ooh, i don't know oh i had a really good that would, time <laughs> that would be that would be a first after committing to your oh, initial rating to change it i mean land. what am i really having issues with it's not much to be honest Screw it. I'm giving this stupid movie a five. There we <laughs> incredible. go. Incredible. That is, that is, yeah. that is incredible. It. It's a five. Because, you know. I just had a good time. I'm just so happy. Just, you know, so happy. Doctor Strange 2016, it was a good film. I gave it like a three. We had to wait. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I think I'm the same. Something around there. Waited all these years for a sequel. Never in a million years would you think it would be the film that we got. Yeah. Great film. Look, when I say five, like, I'm not saying this movie is like a perfect movie or anything. I just had such a good time that I really just can't really fault it at this point in time. I might look back and yeah. be like, look, that's a, you know, whatever. Here. But I just, I just can't remember the last time I sat in a movie and just enjoyed pretty much every moment. It is what it is. I mean, it's like, it's the enjoyment, isn't it? I mean, when yeah. we reviewed No Way Home in the moment, as I gave that film a five, which I will stand by, but as I was giving it, I had the disclaimer that I've got the blinders on. Like, you know, I'm just mm. like, overwhelmed by the experience. And that's where my score came from for that movie, how I experienced it. And, you know, you've had a great experience with this movie. So if it's a five, great. I'm not far behind you though, with a 4.5. Yeah, yeah. I just think I, I think I had to sort of be leveled, but screw it. Screw it all to hell. Um, all right, we'll wrap up with some trivia as we normally do. And look, do you know what? There's one cameo that we didn't talk about. Sam Raimi's his own 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88 car, which makes a cameo in every single one of his films i believe i'm pretty confident that's correct um it makes a cameo in this movie as well in the decaying universe of evil dr strange uh the car is floating i was looking out for it everywhere because i was like i bet i bet it'll be somewhere much like i was looking out for bruce campbell um Yep, according to my facts here, the car has appeared in all the Raimi movies. So yeah. I'm going to stick no, by that. The it, internet can't no, lie, I'm pretty sure. You're right. It's never that lied just track and, and do you know what? I had a sneaking feeling, because earlier when you were talking about the Raimi-isms, I had a feeling 
you were saving this for the trivia. So <laughs> thank purposely. You for yes, thank you. Well, I've done it a few times recently when I've like <laughs> I stole your trivia, trivia. as part of the the, the the review. But, but I had it, a feeling you were going to bring it up. There's three things that Raimi always features. Two of them have been found in this film, but there's a third one that hasn't yet been found. But I'd be surprised if Ted Raimi isn't in this film somewhere. He's got to be Campbell, in there somewhere. Oldsmobile. And Sam Raimi's brother, Ted Raimi, he's in everything that he does. But as of yet, nobody said if or where he is mm. in this film. But it has to be, even if it's just a voice, something. Doing something, yeah. Like anyway, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's probably he's probably one of the like um like were the Ultron robot things, like were they were they all CGI or were any of them actual people in suits? Because uh, it could be one of I those. reckon they were all CGI. Oh, you know, on that, in that world, Reed Richards didn't make killer Ultrons. So there you go. <laughs> Reed could do something that Stark couldn't. At the end, when there's those minions serving Scarlet Witch and they grunt and groan on occasion, maybe they're Ted Raimi. Who knows? I'm sure <laughs> we'll find out sooner rather than later if he's actually in it. Fantastic. All righty. So that's it. That's it for our review of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film's Due Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, we recently reviewed The Northman and be sure to check out our next review, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. About time we did that one. I'm glad we're making that happen. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See you soon.